0: Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. Welcome to today's show. where We're going to talk about motivational speakers. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Super happy to have you here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know by now, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I'm the managing director and founder of the Brief Lab, where we help professionals master lean communication, learn how to get to the point. Today's podcast was inspired by Matt Foley, Motivational Speaker. If you know what I'm talking about, you'll have a laugh. If you don't, I'm going to insist you at the end of the podcast to go and check out a video on Saturday Night Live that was recorded many, many years ago by Chris Farley. It's hysterical. Well, well, well. Now, as your father told you, my name and I am a motivational speaker. Before I begin, I ought to tell you a little about myself so you'll know where I'm coming from. First off, I am 35 years old, I am thrice divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Why am I talking about motivational speakers? I think a lot of them, coaches more specifically, we're going back at a sports season, right? You got the English Premier League starting back up, La Liga in Spain, the NFL, college football, high school sports. I think a lot of coaches try to be good motivational speakers and they actually help the other team. That's the point. We'll talk about the failure to inspire, what's going on. You know, when I was thinking about today's podcast, I've had kids who play sports. My son is starting high school soccer, and one thing always happens uh, after every game is in the car ride home. I ask I ask my my, my kids, so what did the coach say at halftime? Or what did the coach say before the game? Or what did the coach say after the game? What words of wisdom, inspiration were shared? You know what's funny is they almost remember nothing. They remember nothing. The recollection of what, and you see the coach from the stands standing there and screaming and giving this big speech and the arms are waving and there's a lot of passion going on there. And you're like, you know, whether they won or they lost, I'm always curious, what, what, what did she say? What did he say in the huddle or in the, in the team meeting to get you all jazzed up before the playoff game or, or whatever? I would say 99% of the time I get a, I don't know, you know, or some, you know, some little minuscule detail. But the recollection, and this is right after it happens. This isn't like a day or two later. It's kind of funny you start to think about, you know, sports of all shapes and sizes and different instances of coaches and how people coach and inspire and lead and get people going. And maybe we have to coach in our lives as professionals, we've got people that we're managing and coaching and trying to mentor maybe it's our kids you know we're trying to get them to where we want to get them in life how effective are our words you know as part of that looking at the metaphor of how a coach inspires leads or maybe in this case misleads players to underperform or get or, or psych themselves out maybe the same thing we can do where we we're over coaching or we're saying the wrong things. so that's what we're going to talk about today is how how that all transpires um, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're in the moment in in our careers professionally where we're trying to move people to action. We've got this big goal, and we're trying to get people on board and get them, get them excited. You know, think about motivational speeches. Um, and it's just, you know, what's, what's really happening to get people, you know, where they need to be. So when I think about this, I think about... Um, a scene from a movie maybe you've seen it maybe you haven't it's uh, it's called uh, glengarry glen ross so if you've seen the movie you know probably know what the scene is it's the famous scene called coffee is for closers if you haven't seen the scene let me let me paint the picture so you've got uh alec baldwin all right so alec baldwin is a he's a he's a sales manager basically the move the point of the movie is is a, a team of failed salespeople in real estate, is trying to get uh, inspired by a sales manager. In this case, his name is Alec Baldwin, who's sent from corporate headquarters down to this drury office to try to, you know, get the troops going and, and, and get them get them into gear. This scene is 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 a crazy scene, and it's really worth watching because it's just an epic rant. Let me have your attention for a moment. But you're talking about what? You're talking about... bitching about that sale you shot, some son of a bitch don't want to buy land, somebody don't want what you're selling, some broad you're trying to screw, so forth. Let's talk about something important. Are they all here? All but one. Well, I'm going anyway. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. If you think about motivational speeches, when you're having this moment where you're trying to manage people, move them to action, what when they go wrong, what's happening? Just kind of put together a short list of of, of things in my experience, what I've seen uh, that really makes them go sideways. One is they just oftentimes they're just they just become a rant. The person's passion just starts to it's like a freight train and they just start they start going and it just they start to get. They don't even know what they're saying. Um, sometimes they just ramble. Um, I think of another movie. I'm thinking of all these movies right now. Movie is uh, Animal House of all movies. Why am I remembering this movie? And you know, you, the scene from the movie. Uh, it's hysterical. Uh, you know, John Belushi is uh, in a fraternity and 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 he's. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's giving this, this impassioned speech when he found out that the fraternity the was going under. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. Cause when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! Ah! So that's another thing is people just, they just just ramble on and on. Once they start, they can't stop. Another cause I think what makes motivational speeches um, not work, work, maybe work for the other team, if you're looking at the sports, um, in in sports, is they're often reactive. Something happens that's bad, that sets you off. Uh, Maybe you lost a game. Uh, maybe the sales numbers were bad. Maybe you missed your objective. Whatever, you know, your, 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 your kid did something that really triggered you in, uh, in a bad way and then it's like, it's speech time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up and give a big speech and you're gonna start, it's, but it's really reactive. There's not a bigger context for the, um, you know, for the speech. And it just becomes sort of out of control and lastly, I think in my experience, it's just, it's just out of reach. What do I mean? Um, you see this a lot in businesses where people are giving these motivational speeches, and they're trying to motivate people to a goal that's really their goal, but not everyone's goal. You know, think about, you know, a really successful professional that just sees this goal, but not everybody's been enrolled in the goal. Not not everybody's on board. You know see this with parents a lot of times with kids you're just trying to like get your kids going and like you you see the picture of what success looks like down the road and your son or daughter is just looking at you like i don't really i'm, I'm not i'm not completely on board with what the goal is so there, there's a number of reasons you know people rant they ramble it's reactive there's a lot of ours here going on if you can see this right so and and oftentimes it's just the goal is just out of reach it's not my goal it's not it's not our goal it maybe is somebody else's goal so how do you how do you fix this? how do you you have to. You really want to motivate. What's the secret? I don't pretend to have all the secrets to do this, right? So I've I've been known to have a good rant every once in a while. People work with me, I'm trying to work on it. I think the first thing is, you know, make it personal. Make it passionate. So passion is good. You know, I I, I think you know the this this should be a moment where you could. It's authentic. It's real. You can feel the power of. Uh, I was doing some. Um, Searching about famous, you know, famous uh, motivational speeches and whatnot, and I was reading a story about a um, baseball team where one of the it was a uh, it was the uh, San Francisco Giants a number of years ago, and in uh, one of the one of the, one of the players gave a speech. They 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 were down. They lost a few games. Uh, they were on the brink of losing um, and getting. Kicked out of the playoffs, and he took it personal. He was super passionate, but he the the, the article said that he he looked into everyone's eyes. He's like, you know, he told told the players, look into each other's eyes now, right? Look into each other's eyes. He said, and he says, I want one more day with you guys. It's the most fun, the best team I've ever been on. And no matter what happens, we 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 can't give in. We owe it to each other to play for each other. But this is this moment where he's just. it was a deep belief that he believed in them it was personal he's super passionate look into each other's eyes like don't don't be impersonal here this is there's there's this moment it was connected to my next point which is motivational speeches are meant to inspire not to not to inform or educate i think that often is where they go wrong They're, they're they're meant to trigger belief in a person to um To see something that they're not, uh, they don't think is possible. To kind of get them on board, but it's it's an emotional call. Um, I was doing looking at this from a standpoint of like what happens in the brain when a motivational speech. Going back to what causes them to be ineffective, where they kind of rant, you ramble, and and then the coach, in this case, starts to try to teach the players how to do things and what they're doing wrong and makes them self-conscious. It actually makes them worse. So the, these are moments to motivate people, but not to teach them. That's gotta happen beforehand. If you if you start to make people hyper-aware of the things that they need to be doing as they step onto the field or they're going to do something, they will become so self-aware that it's gonna actually make them worse. Um, you know, there's a story of in the 20, 2012, um, World Cup, where Germany's coach Germany was playing against Argentina, and he told their best player who's playing against Messi. You know, um, he just he just told him straight out, play better than Messi. He didn't tell him how to. He didn't tell him specifically the tactics and the techniques. That's for a different moment. But in that moment, he. It was, it was another thing about motivational speeches. Is that it's, Not a huge surprise for me. They're short. Um, I remember a few from many, many years ago. I was playing basketball in high school. Um, True stories, this before the three-point line. And the guy that I was playing with was just a really, really good shooter. In fact, he he led the state in scoring that year. And I played in a game with him where he scored 67 points in a game, and there was no three-point line. It was amazing to watch. When we, his name was Ray, and his nickname was Baby Ray. So when we we were at halftime, the coach just said three words to get us all pumped up because this guy was just lighting it up. From he was shooting from everywhere, he was just making everything. Again, no three point line. It was remarkable, and he just at halftime. I'll never forget this. He just says, "Feed the baby." That was his whole thing. Like it wasn't even instruction. It was just. Feed the baby. That got us so excited. In the second half, we just, everybody just did everything that we could to give him the ball at every moment. And he was just so hot that night and he scored 67 points. It was great. So keep it short, you know? There was a story, another basketball story from, um, from where I'm from. There was an undefeated basketball team that hadn't lost in years. It was a dynasty. And they were in the state championship that year. And they're losing with, like, three seconds left. And the coach calls a timeout. I mean, this team hadn't lost in years. They were blowing up, blowing off, I mean, sorry, blowing out everyone that in that, that season. It was just a joke. I mean, everybody just thought this team was just going to roll to the championship uncontested. Three seconds left in the game. They're down. The coach calls a timeout. And his, his words of inspiration to his team were, was you know how to win. That was it. <laughs> he didn't tell what to do. He didn't call a play. He just he just told him, you know how to win. And they went out and they went. On. I forget exactly what happened. Keep it short. You know, it comes from belief. Make it personal, making it passionate. At the appropriate moment in time to inspire them, not to inform. It's not a moment to teach. I just think it's interesting, right? You're looking at these moments where you're leading. And you're trying to raise a family and kids and people that work for you, and you're trying to motivate people. Maybe they're down in the dumps. Maybe they're they're in a rut. Maybe um, they they're having a hard time. Maybe they're losing. Maybe they they don't see in themselves what you see in them. And and here I think here's the moment where a motivational speech could be a huge thing. But keep it short again. Inspire them. Believe in them. Be passionate. And and see and watch the magic, watch the magic happen as we coach people. You know, as you look at this, uh, go back to what I said earlier. Matt Farley, uh, Matt Foley, sorry, <laughs> motivational coach. Watch it on Saturday Night Live. It's hysterical. My, my my rule of thumb is don't do what he does in that video, and you'll be fine. So let's inspire people by our example, not by another hyped up lecture say. Once there was a boy who liked to throw things. He started out throwing eggs. Then he threw the big game. Then he threw back his jot of whiskey. Then he threw up. <laughs> then he got thrown out of the house. And then he moved into a van down by the river. <laughs>